Welcome to The Light of the World with Jerry G. Martin. As we celebrate Mother's and Mother's Day, I am bringing you a series of messages that would encourage our mothers and build our mothers up. And also, for those of us who have mothers still with us, it is an opportunity for us to honor them and show them the love that they so deserve. We're going to share with you about Mother, the woman of virtue, and how to honor your mother. And then I will share 10 things my mother taught me. If you are a mother, there's a special prayer for you at the end of each message. Come and go with me as we celebrate mothers and we walk in the light of God's word. In the world in which we live, it is increasingly difficult to find persons of character, integrity, and standards for us to imitate and to model our lives and behavior after. In fact, if we are not careful and we continue to look at what the media portrays to us, we'll think that almost every home in America is dysfunctional. But that's not true. We'll think that what we see on Jerry Springer and all the little reality shows and things like that, that's what's happening. My house wasn't like the Osborne's. Yours probably wasn't like it either. We pray. But on this day, we celebrate mothers. And I want to point out and emphasize that there are mothers who has distinguished themselves as women of virtue and grace who are invaluable in their contributions to their families. There are beautiful, wonderful, godly mothers that we can emulate. We just need to give them some publicity. Somebody say amen. All you mothers. The Bible talks about such a woman, and I will do so as well today. So turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 31, beginning at verse 10, and I'm going to quote this out of the New King James Version. As it says, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil. All the days of her life, she seeks wool and flax and willing to work with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buy it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength. She strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamps does not go out at night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen and sells them and supplies stashes or sashes for the merchants. Strength and, strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. 
She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. Kindness. What a woman that is. This woman is identified as a woman of virtue. And she is not the only woman that fits into that category. There are some mothers and some women of virtue in this place today. The passage that we just read, I want to point out six things about this woman that will help to encourage some of you who are here now. Number one, I want to point out that this passage said this mother is a woman of virtue. And I want to use the word virtue and say V stands for value. She's a woman of value. The Bible tells us in this passage that her worth is far above rubies. She's a valuable woman. And women, you have to know that you are valuable so that you won't cheapen yourself. And if you don't know you are a woman of value, no one else will have value in you. Women, a lot of times, cheapen themselves just so they can have a relationship. Just so they can have somebody, just so they can be with somebody, they will cheapen themselves. I heard one of the older ladies tell one of the younger ladies, says, are you advertising for something? You got something for sale? You know, well, why are you advertising? You ever see something of great value, even if you buy a brooch or a watch or whatever, they'll have it encased in a nice case of velvet. Now, you can go to the flea market, the stuff ain't in no case. When they bought it for 50 cents and selling it for $5, it's not in a case. Something that is of great value a lot of time has some concealment on it. If you think you have some value, you don't have to walk around advertising. You know, he has to come and find you if you got good value. I thought I'd just throw that in. But he's saying she is a woman of value. She understands her value. And if we can get that over to our daughters, that they don't have to dress like they're showing them on TV to attract some young man. (laughs) Women of value were attracting good men when they were covered up from their head to their toe. And the men couldn't see anything. He was happy just to see an ankle. I mean, he got off on that. Did you see that? (laughs) That was an ankle. Give him something to be excited about. Don't let him see everything and you ain't even married. You're not even going together. You're standing there walking around. He's looking at everything. Cover something up. Give him a chance to be excited. So he'll get excited when, the, when you just unbutton. But if he saw everything and he ain't yours, be a woman of value. Say, this is a, I'm a woman of value. You can't come up in here with that. You can't go tiptoeing through these tulips. Because I know who I am. I'm a woman of value. Can I stay there for just one more minute, 60 more seconds? See, if everybody can tap on you, then nobody will value you. Now, you know you don't want nothing used. When you go to the store, you don't want nothing used, and you don't even want nothing bent up. You look at the can, the can been bent, you put it back to get a nice round can. You don't want nothing used, bent up, scarred up, the label toe off of it. You don't want the label toe off, you want to know what's in it. 
Somebody say amen. amen. We're talking about being a person of value. That goes for guys too now. But we'll talk to them on Father's Day. But this is for mothers. And she was recognized for her worth to the family. He says her worth is far above rubies. I'd rather have this woman than to have a lot of money. Because she's a woman of value. She's a woman of character. Don't be easy. Make them work for it. I'm not just talking to the young women either. Talking to some 40, 50 years old ain't married. Soon somebody come by, you know, you're ready to, you know. Say, this might be the last bus. Sometimes you can let the last bus pass. Be a woman of value. Men will recognize value. You know what? If he can't recognize value, you shouldn't want him. We're going to see how valuable this woman is, this mother is, as we see how she manages the family and how productive she is. I looked at the different translations, and the NIV says she's a noble woman. One translation says she's a good woman. Another one says she's an excellent woman. Another one says she's a virtuous woman, a woman of value to her husband and to her children. Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and receives favor of the Lord. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. When Solomon said that, he said that under the assumption that women knows how to carry themselves. You know, I don't know if he would say that today just because she's a wife. But the assumption was that women have been taught how to be women of value. And the reason we see so much of what we see today is because parents have not taught a lot of their daughters and sons how to be children and people of value and people of character. It's not their fault. It's the parents' fault. They let them do whatever they want to do. Let them wear whatever they want to do and look at however they want to look. And they'll come to church looking that way. I'm thinking, I wonder what the parents saw when they, when they saw them leave home. Sometimes we have to say to our kids, I'm sorry, but you're not going to wear that. That's the way they're making the clothes. Well, but somebody else can make them. I'm going to send you over to grandmother's house. She'll give you one of Cheryl's old dresses. They say, I think I can find something. And my son, too. You can't wear that. You can't come out here looking like that. Well, there's no vision. The people perish. Well, there's no vision about what you want them to do. They, they're going to do what they see other people doing. Just because everybody else walking around naked don't mean you're going to have to do that. Stand out. You're not going to miss out. So she's a woman of value. I, this mother, number two, is a mother of insight. This mother is a woman of insight, initiative, and ingenuity. This is some woman. Look at what it says in verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. This woman is a wisdom and an insight and she has initiative and she has ingenuity. She's not sitting around watching TV all day and talking on the telephone. She's working with her hands. She's busy. She's industrious. She has the insight to know that I've got to take care of this family. I've got to take care of my home responsibility. You know, it's a partnership when you're uh, married and you have children and you have family. Somebody got to look after the home. Somebody's got to look after the family. And I know today in our society, we say that two people have to be professional. We both have to go out into the workplace to make it. 
We can't make it unless we're both going out into the workplace and we relegate the raising of our children and the managing of our home to someone else. I'm not going to criticize you today for that, but I'm going to encourage you to think about something else. How important is your family and your children and who's going to manage that? Can you just wait a few more years till you get that dream house and that dream car? And spend some time taking care of those kids and being sure that, uh, okay, let me go somewhere else. Y'all don't want that. Y'all want that stuff now. You both got to go to work to pay for this stuff. I want my stuff. I got to go to work. Got to pay for it. Kids can come later. Well, the kids are going to be up and gone and you're going to wonder what happened to them. You know, you can work while you're at home. At home is work. People used to ask my wife all the time, say, do you work? She said, no, I just stay home. I said, stop telling those folks no. Tell them, yes, I work. And I work hard. I'm taking care of the family, taking care of the children. That's work. And that's valuable work. That's noble work. That's not a demeaning task. Oh, I just stay home with these children. That's nothing else you can do better than that, Really? And invest in your children and talk to them and and nurture them and instruct them and train them. Listen, that's your best investment for the future, your children. After all, who do you expect to take care of you when you get old? Suppose they say, you know what, let me take you to daycare. (laughs) And that's just what they're going to do. Why? Because you took them to daycare. They're going to take you to daycare. They ain't got time to fool with you. They got to go out and work and get some stuff. What goes around? <laughs> Whatever you sow it, that said you also reap it. They ain't going to have time to fool with you when you get old and can't take care of yourself. They're going to send you to somebody and let them mess you up. <laughs> Why? Because you done told them it's not important to spend time with those you love when they need you. Somebody else will take care of them if I pay them. But nobody's going to take care of your children like you. They'll slap them and, and clean them up before you get back. And you wonder, well, why he got that little scar? He fell. He'd be hungry all day. You wonder why he eating up when he get home. He ain't ate all day. And don't you know nobody's going to take care of your parents like you either. So if you want your children to take care of you when you get old, look after you, be concerned about your well-being, and spend some time with you. I thought I'd just throw that in. That wasn't in my notes. But this is a woman of insight, initiative, ingenuity. This woman is looking out for the well-being of her household. And she's not taking the attitude of reacting to life and just saying things are happening. I have no control. She's taking a positive attitude to make things happen for her family. My mother stayed home and watched us and was there when we got home. But she had a vocation. She was a cosmetologist. We called them beauticians back in those days. She built a beauty shop in the back of the house. So she can, she can watch out the door of the beauty shop while she's doing hair to see whether we were sneaking out the driveway. <laughs> Mom could holler and you can hear your name a half a block, two blocks down the street. But she says, I still have a vocation. I'm still doing something, but it's important that I'm here for the children. It's my job to instruct them. V, this woman was a woman of value. I, she was a woman of insight, initiative, and ingenuity. R, this mother is resourceful. This mother is resourceful. In verse 15, look at what it says. She also rises when it is yet night and provides food for her household and apportions for her maidservants. 
She considers a field and buy it. This woman is investing. She's not just saying, boy, I, just, I get tired of doing all this housework. I mean, I got to get up every morning. I got to do this. She's not only doing her housework and she's doing that. She says, you know, there's a field over there. She's decided she's going to invest in real estate. And verse 16 says, from her profits, she goes out now and starts a new business. She becomes an entrepreneur. She goes out and, and starts a vineyard. Then she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She's also working out. <laughs> this is some kind of woman, ain't she? Now, listen, y'all just going to work eight hours a day. You're so tired. When I get home, I'm just so tired. I can't do nothing else. I'm going to take me a nap. Don't mess with me. I'm tired. I work just like you. That's what they say. But his woman's what? She rises while it's yet night. That means it's still dark when she gets up. Get food for the household. Go out and buy a field. Plant. Go and invest in a vineyard. She girds herself with strength. She said, I can do it. Why are you looking at me laughing? How many virtuous women we got in the house? <laughs> she said, ain't no problem. I can go out and do this. She strengthens her arm. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp doesn't go out by night. She doesn't blow it out at 4 o'clock in the evening and say, I'm turning in. I've had enough. This woman is a resourceful woman. That's what God is looking for. Don't you know if you have resourcefulness in your heart and you decide that you want to try to accomplish some things other than just existing, God will come alongside of you with, a, with an anointing to help you to be resourceful. You can still be res resourceful, and every woman needs to be resourceful. It's good to have a husband in the house that will go to work and provide for you, but you need to be resourceful. If something happened to him, hopefully you married somebody that was looking out for you. If not, you've got to look out for yourself. You need to be resourceful. In other words, she didn't spend every dime that came in the house. She didn't wait for payday to run down to the mall to see how much she can spend. Oh, she wasn't attracted by every sale that went on. Don't you know there's a sale going on 29 days out of 30? You're not going to die if you miss this one. There's a red apple sale every month. <laughs> Be resourceful. Amass something for yourself. So if you have to take care of yourself, you know how to do it. There are women whose husband took care of everything, took care of all the bills and everything, and something happened to him, or he goes off and leaves, you just lost. Don't know where anything is, can't find anything, don't know where any paperwork is, no document. You don't have two dimes to rub together. That shouldn't be. Be resourceful. Now, I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about hiding all your money now. <laughs> but hide some of it. <laughs> you ought to have a coffee can somewhere. Y'all looking at me strange. Yes, I'm telling you the truth. Don't let nobody walk off when you don't have a dime. Be resourceful. This woman is resourceful. What did it say she do? She went out. Now, they're not talking about her husband. They're talking about her. She went out and she bought a field. She went out and she began to invest in a vineyard. She went out and began to do that. Have something in her name. Now, I get some amen looking at women and say, oh, yeah, girl. yeah, pastor. I'm not talking about usurping the power or authority of your husband because you're going to see in here that her husband values her. He's approving her. He's saying, yeah, you know, that's a good idea. I can go with that. Not a problem. Men shouldn't be intimidated by a resourceful woman. Shouldn't be intimidated because if she's getting blessed, you're getting blessed. Hopefully, if you got a good one to start with. She's up at night providing food for the household. She's an investor in real estate. 
She takes her earning, and instead of spending it on consumer items, she learned how to invest. She says, I, you know, I, I bought this property. I'm selling it. I'm making a profit. I think I'll get a vineyard. They're making money off of vineyards. I think I'll get one of those as well. Verse 24 says, she makes linen garments and sells them. Boy, this woman's busy. And she supplies sashes for the merchants. The merchants are coming. I'm making something for them. I'm, I got another good idea. Don't you know people who are resourceful always seem to have ideas coming? I got another idea. I got another idea. People who are resourceful have a lot of ideas. The fourth thing, T, this mother is trustworthy. Look at what verse 11 says. This is what I'm talking about not being intimidated. The heart of a husband safely trusts her. He trusts her, so he rather will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil. If he knows that you are working for the good of the home, the good of the family, the good of the household, he shouldn't have any problem with you having a little something stashed on the side unless he doesn't have good sense. Because you're working for the good of the household. I want you to be taken care of. If something happened to you, I want you to be taken care of. A few years ago, I told my wife, I said, you know, you need to start taking care of all of the bills and things like that. I was taking care of all the finances. I knew where everything was. I said, if something happened to me, she's not going to know where anything is. And I would be selfish not to help her to understand how to manage if something would happen to me. So I want you to know how to manage. I want you to know where things are. I want you to know how things are laid out. I want you to know where my coffee can used to be. This woman was trustworthy. He trusts her in his heart, the Bible says. He has come to trust her judgment, her motivation about what she's doing. He trusts her. I'm not worried about her. She's not trying to get to me. We don't have one of these relationships where I got to look at everything she's doing, wondering whether or not she's trying to get to me and, and whether or not she's trying to put me at some kind of disadvantage and we got to uh, do all kind of funny business here in our business. We got hide money, different checking accounts. This, this is mine. This is yours. All this kind of foolishness. It's not that kind of thing. He trusts her. He's not threatened by her industry. Whatever she does, he's, he knows he will benefit from it. This passage says she does him good. That means he can sleep at night. He can sleep at night and put his wallet on the nightstand and not have to worry about it. Whether well, it's going to be light when he get up in the morning. Got to count his money before he put it up there. Did he count it when he get up? That don't happen, do it? He trusts her. But he can trust her, he says. He trusts her. He's got a confidence. She's trustworthy. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I am so thankful that God has allowed my mother to be here with me as we celebrate this Mother's Day. Perhaps your mother is no longer with you. God is still with you, and we pray that as you remember her, some of you may still be grieving, and you miss your mother so dearly. I ask God's blessings and grace and favor over you during this season. There are others of you whose mothers are still with you. This is a great opportunity to give her a call or to visit her and let her know how much you love her and how much you appreciate her. If you would like to hear today's message again or in its entirety, you can hear it on our podcast, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can subscribe to the podcast where you'll get a note every time a new one is posted. And you can also share that with family 
and friends. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. I invite you to come and join us in our services at The Light of the World. Pastor Jackie is ministering and preaching a dynamic series. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. Join us online at lowcf.org. Our Sunday morning services are at 10. If you're searching for God or searching for a place to believe and belong, call us at our prayer line number, 281-964-1393. 281-964-1393. For the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.